We all have dreams, but dreams by their very nature can be difficult to achieve. That's where Access Credit Union comes in. Whether it's going to college, owning a car or building your dream home, your local credit union can help you to fulfill your dreams. Access Credit Union. Funding dreams for over 50 years. Close your eyes and pull like down. <laughs> and a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam Maguire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to the Star Sport Podcast. My name is Jack McCarran of the Southern Star and I'm joined as always by Star Sport Editor Kieran McCarthy. Before we kick things off, I'd just like to give a gentle reminder to our listeners and viewers to please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and YouTube. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. On today's show, we'll be chatting to a man who has made West Cork Soccer's most coveted trophy his own in recent years. Johnny Beamish Cup Kelly has got his hands on that most sought after of trophies on no fewer than four occasions, including a remarkable three in a row. Kelly is currently the Dunmanway Town captain and he even scored a winning goal two minutes from time when his side beat Clonakilty 2-1 in last season's decider at Turner's Cross. He's also an integral member of the Doheny's Senior A football panel and their junior hurling team who earlier this month dethroned defending champions Clonakilty. But Kieran, we're going to kick things off this week with reflections on the performance of Kinsale's John Murphy at the Alfred Dunhill Lynx Championship last weekend. We've been following John's career closely on the podcast and in the Southern Star over the last number of years, but he really announced himself to the mainstream and the professional stage last weekend with an incredible top 10 finish in what was his only third ever PGA European Tour start. Absolutely superb performance by John Murphy. Like you said, Jack, we've had we've had John on the podcast a couple of times over over the last couple of years. We've been following his story and his trajectory, and it's only gone upwards. And we saw it um, in, in Scotland the weekend just gone. Like you said, it's there a top ten finished. So he finished tied for ninth. That earned him a check for eighty one thousand five hundred and forty three. Euro. Now that that's not a bad day's work at all by by any stretch of the imagination. And when you consider that his best payday before that was um, three and a half thousand from the the Big Green Egg German Challenge on the Challenge Tour, it just shows you the jump that John Murphy made last weekend. But he was so consistent over the over the entire entire tournament to such an extent that he was in the final round pairing last Sunday. He was there with Danny Willis, who actually went on to. To, to win the to, to win the Alfred Dunhill last weekend. That's the same Danny Willett, who's a Masters champion. And there was John Murphy, a 23-year-old golfer from Kinsale, in just his third European tour event on that final round pairing. And I was watching it here at home at Sky Sports. And 
uh, John started source already. He had a couple of birdies early on his final round. And I think at one stage, um, he was on 14 under. And I think he would outright second place to himself. And then you're thinking, Jesus, is this going to be one of those magical Sundays where, where it all works out, where everything falls into line? But unfortunately, he had a double bogey six on the par nine, on the ninth, the par four ninth, and that just knocked him back then. But still, for John Murphy to finish tight for ninth in a big, big event, um, it's a huge jump for him. And one of the one of the rewards, as well as obviously the, the financial reward, which is great, but he's um, he's earned an exemption into the Spanish Open in Madrid, which starts up this Thursday. So um, what, what an exciting couple of days and weeks for John Murphy. And of course, Kieran, you mentioned that double bogey that caused him to fall down the leaderboard ever so slightly. But what that showed is how fine the margins are at this level of golf, because he shot four under par rounds over the course of the week, which is, as you said, incredible consistency. And then just one poor shot in his final round and he slipped down, but didn't slip down too far. Of course, he still finished tied for ninth. But you just have to wonder what would have happened if he could go back and take that uh, ninth hole tee shot again but as you said he was up against a masters champion on the old course at st andrews which is pretty much the home of world golf and he was not um flustered by the occasion at all he looked cool calm and collected he looked like he belonged he was playing alongside danny willett ireland's most popular golfer shane lowry was in the group behind him so this is the kind of company he's keeping at 23 when he was when he first played on kind of a big global stage it was the walker cup a number of months back and that was probably the first big time televised event he was involved in and he excelled on that occasion as well he was probably gb in ireland's top performer alongside kilkenny's mark power on that occasion so it's clear that this is a man who seems to thrive and enjoy the biggest stages possible that's exactly it and i think the biggest positive that he'll probably take from, from last weekend is he looked right at home on the big stage. Like we mentioned, Danny Willett there, Masters champion, who won it last weekend. Shane Laurie, fresh off his Ryder Cup heroics the, the weekend before. Tyrrell Hatton was another European Ryder Cup player from Whistling Strait. Tommy Fleetwood as well was in the mix. And all of a sudden, then with John Murphy, this 23-year-old Kinsale man, was rubbing shoulders with these... Um, with these top, top world golf players. But not only that was he rubbing shoulders, but he was actually holding his own. So when he gets a chance at some point in the next couple of weeks to reflect on, on what he achieved in Scotland, he'd be so, so proud of, first of his finish, but I think of his performance and the temperament that he showed over those four days. So he did 69, 69, 67, 71. Like you said, Jack, that's four under par rounds in, in a big tournament in front of the Sky Sports cameras. Um, it's just it was a the biggest stage yet for John Murphy and he didn't shrink in it he actually stood up chest puffed out and he grew and I think that's a great sign for what the next couple of weeks months years and and will hold for him because he's now a professional golfer he's left his amateur days behind behind him he's now dipped his toes and he's walking as a professional golfer and that's not easy Um, what, what he wants is to get his European tour card and be back in those events every week every year like he's um he was so so close to secure that tour exemption uh last weekend but hopefully things will go well for him in the madrid in the spanish open in madrid um this weekend as well so uh, 
we've always been impressed with when we've had, had him on the podcast. He's such a such a level-headed um, young man. He's um, he's so impressive. He's so impressive off the course, but he's so impressive on the course as well. So, um, no, brilliant, brilliant to see a West Cork man up in that leaderboard. Yeah, and I think just one more point to make because we obviously referenced his double bogey on the ninth, which kind of pushed him out of contention. But what didn't happen after that was he didn't fall away. He regrouped and he continued to play outstanding golf for the rest of his round. So if you think about uh, the really low level amateur golfers, you hit one bad shot, your day is over. So I know I don't want to compare like low level amateur golfers to the top, top professionals. But to have that mindset to just leave it behind him, walk to the next hole, forget about it and go about his business. He didn't let it get on top of him like a more inexperienced or less, I don't know, mentally strong golfer would. He drove on and he continued to play some of the best golf he's probably played in his life to date. And he secured that top 10 finish. So, uh, yeah, just so impressive. Brilliant to see. And uh, hopefully we'll have him on the podcast in the next few weeks when he's had some time to reflect and we can catch up and chat about what was probably his Joe best day as an athlete to date. So uh, we look forward to speaking to John about that. But let's take a quick break here. And coming up next, we're going to talk to Johnny Beamish Cup Kelly. We all have dreams, but dreams by their very nature can be difficult to achieve. That's where Access Credit Union comes in. Whether it's going to college, owning a car or building your dream home, your local credit union can help you to fulfill your dreams. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. For anyone who has ever played soccer in West Cork, the Beamish Cup is always the most sought after of trophies. And our next guest Johnny Beamish Cup Kelly has got his hands on the trophy a remarkable four times, including a three in a row. He even scored the winning goal in last season's final victory over Clonakilty. And Kieran, he's going to be picking up another award for his efforts this week. Yeah, Johnny's picking up a Celtic Rosswood Hill West Cork Sports Star of the Month award for his. He's crucial and significant and leading role when the Mehmet Town won the Beamish Cup um, during the summer. Like you said there, he's the, the Mehmet Town captain who scored a winning goal two minutes from time against Clannacilty at Turner's Cross. So it's it's right over stuff. It really is um, when it works out like that. And Johnny Kelly knows how to win a Beamish Cup. If you want to win a Beamish Cup to all the West Cork League teams out there, get Johnny Kelly in your team because he now has won four Beamish Cups. That's two with Togar and two with the Menway. Town and he's a three in a row under his belt as well. But this is um he's not just a dual star. What do you call it when a fella is good at all sports? He's an all-round multi-talented athlete because he's also captain of the Donny footballers that um are going well in the senior football championship. They beat Skibbereen in, in their last outing and they're now in with a shout of qualifying for the knockout stages. And Johnny is also on the Donny's hurling team that is in Carberry Junior A hurling semi-final action against Valenscarty this weekend and the winner of the Donny's Bell game would play Mary's in the final. So these are these are busy times for, for Johnny Kelly. But he still made time in his pack diary to accept, or well, he would be making time to accept these sports star award that's on, on Wednesday night at the at the Celtic Ross Hotel. But um when I caught up with him recently, Jack, we started off talking about football because 
Donny's victory over Donovan Ross uh, has really opened up this this um, this group in the Senior A Football Championship. That's a group that also includes Ben and Geary and Bendon. So heading into the final round on October 17th, all four of those clubs have a chance of qualifying for the knockout stages. So Johnny and, and Donny's, they have their fate and their destiny in their own hands. If they go out and they beat Bendon, they're true to the knockout stages. So um, so that's when I met when I got up with Johnny, it was football first. These are very busy times for, for Donnie's in hurling and football. And we're delighted now to be joined on the podcast by Johnny Kelly, captain of the, the Donnie's footballers. Um, like I mentioned, Johnny, hugely busy time at the moment. And I know in junior hurling, you've a, a Carberry semi-final this weekend. But I want to talk football first because the weekend before last, Donnie's blew the, the Westcott group of death in the senior football wide open. We need a fantastic win uh, against Skibbereen. Um it's really left you with a great shot now of getting to the knockout stages. But take me back to the game against Skib, because you were coming off the back of a loss to Bellingiri where things didn't really go too well for you. So what changed between the Bellingiri game and the Skib game? Well, um, we kind of said oh, we planned well during the week. Um, I think the hurling really helped us. I think that way gave us a bit of momentum going into the game. Um, you know, we kind of we were underdogs as well against Stan Kilty in the hurling. We kind of went out and you know, we gave... Um, we gave a good display there and you know, determination and we gave a good effort and we needed to bring that to the football. And I think that was the difference from the Ballingary game to the Skib game. I think we upped the intensity and, you know, we had something like, I think Declan, or Declan Dwyer, the manager, said that we had 13 turnovers by half time. I think, that to show the work rate that we were getting through, I think, and that was um, one of the main factors, I think, for the result against Skib, I'd say, and the, the change from the Ballingary game. Because that is a big win. It was 17 points to 11. You beat Skibboy. And it's almost a statement of intent because you've just put yourself really back into contention in that group now. So going into the last game against Bandon, that's October 17th in, in a scheme, you've really given yourself a good shot of getting out of the group because you know what you need to do. If you beat Bandon, as far as I know, that's it. You'll go through to the knockout stages. Yeah, it's back to classic um, straight knockout football. No, really, you know, well, we knew the last two games after losing Bellingary. Um, we knew that they were most win games for us, you know. So um, a draw or anything else won't do. So it has to be a win. And I think that's probably suit us better, you know, um, knowing that we have to win. We're probably going to be underdogs again against Bandon. You know, we played them in the semi-final of the league this year, and um, they beat us well. And I think the, the underdog tag um, sits better with us than being favourites. I think personally, and um, you know, I think we're heading in good spirits. Now we're heading into the Bandon game, you know, and hopefully the hurling again. Um, next weekend can help again like another stepping stone as well and we keep the momentum going Did you support yourself in some way with the performance against Skib like it was such a, a good win and like I said coming off the back of a performance against Bellingiri which you probably weren't happy with but then to turn in that performance get that win and you're probably kind of you're, you're hopping now off the ground did you when you finished up afterwards you were like Jesus lads if we, if we can do this every, every day look what we can do Yeah I suppose um Jesus, after half time there, you know, we kicked you know, the three or four and answered scores. First half was a bit slow and there was five points to five and we kind of, I'd say they were more shell-shocked, I'd say, after the half-time whistle more than anything when we kicked the scores. Um, our forwards really clicked into gear, you know, and our backs, like everyone just, um, everything just clicked in and we were, um, so we played very well, I think, and Skib kind of, I think we're in shock, to be honest, I'd say, of how good we actually played because of the, the result against Ballingary and they weren't expecting us to come out like that. So uh, it was great for the club and it's great for um for everyone involved because you know, we've put in so much effort. You know, we've um been training since a lockdown, you know, but running up the road and doing our own little pieces and 
so it's great to get something back. And I think it's our first win in three or four years in championships. So last year we had two draws and a loss. So it's um so we're delighted. Everyone everyone's delighted, everyone involved. Yeah, I, I was looking, Johnny, at, at that group A, the senior A football, like, and of, of the four teams there, like, any two can still go through. So, Bandon are on top with three points, then you're Bellingiri and Donnie's with two points each, and then Skib are in fourth place at one point. But the way the games work out um, in the final round, any two can still go through. So, the fact that you, like we just said earlier, like, you have your destiny in your own hands, you know what you need to do to get to the knockout stages. Like, that's probably the ideal place to be going into the final round of games. 100%. You know, once it's in our own hands, that, um, that's all That's all you can ask for. We'll go into the last game, you know. Um, we'll prepare now as much as we can for Bandon. And like I said, we know we know what they're about and they know what we're about. And hopefully we'll have enough um, to win that last game and to get through into the knockout stages. You're captain of the Donnie's football team this year. How did that come about? Um... I don't know to be honest. I was just, I was just surprised as most people, I think. But um, uh, we're a fairly young team, you know. I'd, uh, I'd probably be one of the the oldest players on the team, and I'm only 25, so you know, that kind of shows what kind of team we have. And um, you know, uh, I was honoured really to be asked to be captain, and I don't really know how it came about or how they decided it, but um, I'll accept it. And I'll take it anyway. They probably saw your heroics with the men with town in the yeah, last it, season, yeah. kind of scoring the the winning goal in the Beamish Cup final at Turner's Cross against Clonakilty. We'll actually turn to that for for a second while I brought it up. Um, before we go back to the hurling, Jesus, what a what a season again for the men with town in the last campaign. Um, what was that like to score the winning goal in the Beamish Cup final with minutes to go up at Turner's Cross? Like it, that's right and over stuff. Uh, unbelievable. Um. The day was so warm as well. I actually think I was up there because I was so tired, to be honest. I just found myself up alongside the last man. And we, I think we turned over the ball and there was a great ball through. And I just said one thing in my head was to get it on target. And thankfully it just went in. But Jesus, it was uh, probably one of the best days I've had playing in any sport um, so far. And anyway, you know, my family and everyone up in the up in the stadium, you know, it was um, a great feeling. And you know, just all the boys were delighted. And it was, um, it was a great result for us, yeah. If any team needs to... Wants to hope to win the Beamish Cup. They need to talk to you because your record in that competition is phenomenal. I think you've won it four times now, um, the last three Beamish Cups in a row. So, what, what's the secret, Johnny? How how do you win a Beamish Cup? You're asking. I don't have a clue. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, like we we obviously we're a very good team with um with the men. You know, we're we're most let's play football, or playing soccer as well. So we're obviously close. Um. Yeah, we are. We're very good. We're a very good team there at the moment. And you know, Andrew Healy and Conor White and Noel Donovan are um, very good behind the scenes. You know, to keep the show going. And you know, if you just all stick together and put your head down, you know, you're obviously going to go far in competi- any competition that you enter if you put in enough work. So I think work and um, yes, um, you know, having good people around you, I think, is uh, very important for um, to win this. Like I didn't win these on my own. Like you know, people have to remember that too. That it, it, it takes teams and. That tour team in 2019 um, was all about teamwork. You know, we didn't really have any standout individuals, but we worked. Um, we worked very hard together, and you know, we managed to win a, uh, the Beamish Cup that year as well. It's a, it's a good time now to, to reveal as well. It's a big reveal on, on the podcast that uh, Johnny Kelly's picking up a Celtic Rossford Head West Cork Sports Star of the Month Award this week. There'll be a special presentation at the Celtic Rossford Head in Ross Carberry on Wednesday night. So that's a lovely accolade to get, Johnny. Obviously, as as captain of the Dunmanway Town team that won that won the, the, the Beamish Cup, does that just kind of add to the 
add, add to that moment, the fact that you're picking up this this um this monthly award? Oh, it's, it's uh, feel, I was shocked to be honest when I got the phone call, but um, I'm honoured to be receiving the award. But like I said, well ago, you know, I couldn't win. I obviously couldn't win the trophies without um my teammates and you know without everyone around me. But um, I'll be honoured to accept the award, and uh, you know, I'm very thankful for for whoever nominated me and to the Celtic Grass and C103 as well for the award. I just have to point out as well, the last couple of, of monthly presentations over the last couple of weeks, right, we've had Emily Hegarty and Ol- Ol- Olympic bronze medalist. I was, I was looking at them, yeah. Yeah, we've had <laughs> Phil, Phil, Phil Healy, an Olympian, who was the, the first Irish woman to compete in three track and field events at the same Olympics. Just last week, we'd Fintan McCarthy, an Olympic gold medalist and world world champion. And now we've Johnny Kelly next up, who is the Dunman Town captain and the, the, the cup winning hero. So you're in fine company, Johnny. I'd say you're a fair place stop for find someone to give the award to. <laughs> um, uh, uh, I was looking back at, I was only saying to my girlfriend, I was saying, like, to all the people that won before me, that they're all Olympians and that they have gold medals coming in. And, I was, and then there's little old me coming in <laughs> with uh, three minutes close. But no, I mean, uh, it's, it's an honour, you know, especially when you see the people that have won it before me as well. You'll be able to walk into the Donnie's dressing room uh, this weekend for your your Carby Junior hurling semi final. You'll be able to say, "Lads, look at this! Look, I'm hanging out with these with these Olympians. That's a company company." Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. but um, look at so we'll, we'll turn it to hurling now because it's Clan and Bell in the Carby Junior A hurling semi final this weekend. Uh, Clan did a super win the last round. You dethroned Clan Kilty like so much like beating Skib in the football after beating Clan in the hurling. Are you just you can't wait now to play the next game? I presume. Oh yeah, we're buzzing. You know? uh, like last year, we were very close to Clan. Um, I think it was a point. I think Blow and Bend, and, and they went on to win it. So we knew we knew how close we were. Um, this year, look, when we always play Clan, it's always a very tight game. We kind of you know, we we dig in a bit more. I think against Clan because we played them so much underage and stuff. And um, we did the same thing today, or we did the same thing that weekend. Um, we dug in and it was, I'd say it was just effort and determination more than anything really got us over the line and it was a great win and like I said it kick-started us for the, for the football as well and you know, hopefully we can keep going now and go with the hurling and the football and um, get two more wins and get into the last few stages of the ball competition. I was just reading the match report from the the, the quarterfinal against Clan and Bill Murphy. Obviously, took the headlines. He got 13 points that day, but it seemed just a really solid Donny's performance all over the field. And it had to be to beat a very good Clan team that has has the whites and so on. So you needed to bring your A game that day, and 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 you did. We did, yeah. Like everyone had a job, and we stuck to we stuck to a plan. You know, our managers and the selectors they kind of gave us a plan when we went out, and everyone stuck to it. You know, I know Bill scored I don't know the 12 or. 13 points something, you know, he's, he's a, a super, super hurler and, um, you know, it's, the other fellas have to do the work to get the ball to build too, you know, and people, they don't get the headlines, but, you know, everyone went out and they had their job, they did their job and I think that was the most important thing that day. What sort of challenge you expect off Bell uh, this Sunday? Yeah, sure, you know, Bell and Bell are all going to be, um, they're all going to get stuck in, they're a bit physical as well. Um, look, we know, it's a uh, junior hurling wide open, I think. I think the Hurling Championship every year, it's very competitive grade. Um, you know, we'll be up against it against Bell, but hopefully if we have the same determination and the same grit that we did against Clan, that uh, we can get a result. Cora Keane on the podcast there a couple of weeks ago, we were chatting about Newcastle, obviously at senior level there. They, they juggle the, the, the senior the senior Hurling and the senior football for, for, for Donnies, and there is an overlap of players between the Hurling and the football. How do you juggle that then? How do you manage both codes? Well, uh, to be fair, they agree 
Um, you know, we'll, in the week coming now, we'll be will be hurling, you know, and uh, the week after then will be football. So they have a good enough relationship that way that they'll um they speak to each other and um you know we they don't uh, the last thing we want is players overload, you know, and injuries. So they're um they're working out very well in fairness to them. And when things work like they are now, like the momentum that can create, if the hurling's going well, it rolled over into the football against Skib that day. So you're hoping now it rolls in again against Bell this Sunday and then into the game against Brendan. So it really does. If you get a bit, bit of momentum, bit of head of steam, like kind of who knows where this is going to end up. Exactly. Like so we're only we're only one game away from um, a junior A hurling final. And um, you know, as well, we have to look at the band game as well as kind of a final, I suppose, in the group. You know, we have to it's must win and it's very important for us to win the game. So if we just keep the momentum going and um, keep lads fit, I suppose is another important thing um, with the two quads, is to keep lads fit. Um, we, I say we'd have, we'd have a good chance of um, going a good, good distance in both um, competitions, I think. You mentioned it earlier, John, like you're only 25, but you're you're always clashing yourself as one of the elder statesmen of, of, of the Donnie's team. Like, is it, having that young blood coming up with you so important to the club? Because we've seen over the years, so many lads have immigrated from Dunmanway. There's a lower down in Australia at the moment and so on, and you've lost some, some kind of, I suppose more experienced players in that sense, but do you feel that this this new crop coming through that they can just ignite and spark maybe just a bit of success for the club over the next couple of years? Definitely, yeah. Um, we're this, this group now. Actually, we won the under twenty one West Park. Eh? Um, I'm not sure. I think it's 2017. I think um, we beat Castlehaven in the final, and a, a good chunk of that team is um on the senior team now. So, you know, we're going to kind of get into the ages now. 27, 28 is kind of I was where lads will be peaking most, you know, when we be we have that bit more cuteness at senior level and stuff, a bit more experience, you know. So hopefully the next few years we can um kick on another few steps. And like when we did go down into senior A from senior, we thought we'd have a good chance and we were kind of knocked back a bit last year. Um but as you've seen last week, you know, we're progressing and at a very good win against Skib. So hopefully we can um keep it going. And just back to soccer for a second, I know the West Cork League is up and running. But do you have to almost have to park the soccer now for the next couple of weeks and just focus on, on the hurling and the football? Because, or can you possibly juggle the three of them, or is it just too much at the moment? Well, the league will be starting now, and the same weekend as the football. So the soccer will probably have to, the, the first game anyway, will probably have to, you know, being the football such a part game, you probably have to give that a skip. But so you try your best to juggle the three of them as much as you can, you know, as long as you're not killing yourself and um, overtiring yourself. Um, I think lads are cute enough in their own head anyway to know what they can and can't do. So, you know, no one, no one's putting too much pressure on us to um, to pick one or the, over the other. So that's um, that's a good thing. Like you said, they're like trying to juggle all the codes. You're, you're well able for that. You proved it over the years. And um, talk about juggling, it always brings us on to talents. And Tim Buckley, when we were setting up this interview, Tim Buckley, we all know Tim Carby, manager of Dunmanway, he told us, he told me that to ask Johnny to play the spoons, but it turns out that, that Tim was just, um, Tim was trying to set Johnny up for a bit of a fall. So, do we know any talents about Tim Buckley? I, I've heard he's going to do the spoons and Ireland's got talent. Is there any truth in that around Dunmanway? Well, whenever we go over to Tim's house, and he brings out a mic stand with no lead in it, but his mic stand is there and a and he puts a hat on everyone's head. So I think if we can get Tim on the podcast, he might sing a song, I think. I think we'll have to arrange that. So if anyone's around on Menway these next couple of days, just ask Tim Buckley what his favourite hit is, and, and we get him on the podcast soon to serenade us all with that. But um, thanks very much, Johnny, for coming on the podcast. Best of luck against Band this weekend, and best of luck against Band in the following weekend. Thank you very much, Karen. Thank you. 
We all have dreams, but dreams by their very nature can be difficult to achieve. That's where Access Credit Union comes in. Whether it's going to college, owning a car or building your dream home, your local credit union can help you to fulfill your dreams. Access Credit Union. Funding dreams for over 50 years. Welcome back to the Star Sport Podcast. And before we wrap things up, we're going to quickly preview this week's Southern Star Sports section. But before we do that, I just want to flag one other piece of housekeeping. That is that the newest episode of The Big Story is out now. It's called Rory Gallagher, the Lee Delta Bluesman. So if you have any interest in probably Ireland's greatest ever guitarist, one of the world's greatest ever guitarist, Cork's Rory Gallagher, or if you have any interest in music or Irish music at all, this is the podcast for you. It's available on the Southern Stars YouTube channel. It's available on Spotify. It's available on Apple Podcasts. And it's available on southernstar.ie right now it's something i made with our colleague nilo driscoll and features insights from rory's brother donal it features insights from philip king the man behind the brilliant other voices program on rte and it features insights from retired southern star editor con downing who's a lifelong fan of rory and a former entertainment columnist and radio dj from around the time that rory was still performing on the cork and irish music scene so that's just one i wanted to flag keep an eye out for it give us a like share subscribe whatever just give it a thumbs up so i can get more money to make more of those big story episodes but kieran anyway that's enough guff from me about that now it's your chance to plug this week's southern star sports section yeah, loads going on as usual in this week's Southern Star Sports. Um, it's packed. And again, with the GA so busy at the moment, um, it's no surprise to, it's a GA dominated sports star section. Um, the Kilbury Camogie team won the County Junior C Camogie final last weekend. So, congrats to them. And we a report on that. Um, at the senior level, in Skeen and Carberry both bowed out of the senior Camogie championship. So we've reports and pictures from both games and a and a roundup of the the county senior Camogie action. We also have all the latest from the the Cork ladies football championships from senior right down to junior, where a lot of West Cork teams are involved as well. So check out this week's star for an update on how those West Cork clubs are keeping. Um, at the in the Carberry scene, like I mentioned earlier, um, Last to St. Mary's in the Carberry Junior Hurling A semi-final. So the Marys are back in their second successive final. They lost to Clan last year's insiders so that are hoping to go one step further. But what was so impressive about their win against Newcastle last weekend is they did it without Jason Collins, who is their, their leading scorer. So that's a I think a good sign for Marys that they won that game without Jason Collins. Um, there's also all the action from the Carberry Junior A football championship where there were four round three games last weekend. So we now have a a lot more knowledge or a lot rounder um, knowledge of the, the, the quarterfinal lineup for the junior A. We also have an interview with Fintan McCarthy, the Olympic gold medalist roar, who picked up a Celtic Ross West Cork Sports Star Award last week. And Fintan is chatting about life after the Olympics. And he admits he's he's had some post-Olympic blues where he's had some down days after the games, but he's um He's keeping himself busy. He's he's heading back to college in, in UCC and he's back training as well. And he's his hope is to get back to the 
the Olympic stage in Paris in 2024. And Jack, that man, Paul O'Donovan, was back in cross-country action again last weekend. I'm not sure where Royal Ireland start to get worried now. Is that two weekends in a row for Paul O'Donovan, the world's greatest lightweight roar, has been in cross-country action. And this time it was at the, the senior event, the big senior event in the cross-country calendar. And Paul did quite well. So you can check out this Thursday Southern Star for just, more. Just on, on that briefly, Kieran. Because I saw Paul finished, was it 28th or 29th this week? So extremely impressive because he get, he's obviously up against top class athletes. But imagine if you were the 31st or 32nd runner, how driven you would be to try and get past him just so you could finish up. Because even if you finished 28, you know, your friends mightn't be that impressed by your performance over the weekend. How'd you get on it to cross countries? Oh, I finished 28 and they'd say, ah, that wasn't great, was it? Yes, but I finished ahead of an Olympic gold medalist in the cross country championship so any cross country runners out there if you're looking for a little bit of extra inspiration this week imagine finishing ahead of an olympic gold medalist if that's not inspiration enough i don't know what is kieran and just for listeners and um, he's time if this is a 10 kilometer distance in carrot and it's cross country right so it's obviously it's not flat but 39 minutes and 20 seconds for a 10k distance that's pretty good but- that's that's pretty fast and um, that's that's pretty fast for for a fellow only running his second ever um cross country event and he's forced at this distance in in lee vale's color so if you can run faster than 39 minutes and 20 seconds for 10k you're faster than an olympic gold medalist so I mean, that's something maybe to brag to your to your mates about so um hit the roads around west cork this weekend and see how you get on but yeah there, there's loads in in this week's Southern Star, we have this, this, the Southeast Junior A hurling finals on Belly Martin won that mid Cork in the Junior A hurling is progressing um, quite quick, quite quickly. We're down to the semi finals there. Um, so there's loads going on, uh, Pack 24. So my advice on Thursday go out and buy the Southern Star because super value for money. Lovely stuff, Kieran. Well, let's. Leave it there for this week. Thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast. We'll be back at the same time next week, hopefully. If you enjoy these shows, please make sure to rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Slán Tomlin.